To the Removing Confusion podcast. Tom Richardson, your host today, November the 3rd, 2021. We're a year away from the last election that did not go so well as elections go. But yesterday, there was that first Tuesday of the month election. Not really a big production by any means, but we saw some things happen that just needed to happen. Yeah. And it may be a little bit of a scare for those that are in power today. We're going to talk about those people just a little bit because they deserve it. We don't hide anything here. This isn't just... Ah, yeah, it is. It's just my opinion. But I've uh, I've studied along with a lot of other guys that say, hey, there's an awful lot of how the history repeats itself in these cycles. It took 12 years to get the Democrats out of Virginia, but yesterday a guy by the name of Glenn Youngkin did it. And, oops, he's a Christian. Oh, how did that happen? A Republican, a Christian, a pro-lifer, I'm sure. We'll just see how it plays out as time goes along. But uh, we do pray for uh, that to go well because we need to see some changes. Now, we need to see changes spiritually, not just politically. And I, I've said that many times. Anybody that tells you that this political uh, little deal is going to fix things. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, You need to be, we need to get our spiritual house in order. We need to do that in the full spectrum, though, not just in our own spiritual house. You, You inside fix what's broken by turning to Christ. We also need to get enough of us to engage in the public forum not in a you know, see the the thing of it is is there's a lot of people advocating for violence saying well there's only one way we're going to turn this around we got to get our guns no uh proof proof right there in virginia nobody went to guns nobody went to violence even though they were accused of it virginia governor of the time said uh these these parents go on to school board meetings they have no business there they're they're 
he he uh, pulled on that worthless attorney general of the United States named Merritt Garland, and they still call him Judge. Uh, he has no right to judge. Not not with the politics that he carries, but he the the, uh, the former governor or the governor that's on his way out. Terry McCullough called on Merritt Garland to enact the Patriot Act, basically, against parents who attend school board meetings. The only violence that I saw at those school board meetings was when the sheriff's deputies, and I am appalled as a former law enforcement officer, that they would tackle an unarmed parent just for speaking out at a school board meeting. Hey, the thing will be over sooner or later. Let them walk out. If you want to get them, get them outside. But to bloody a guy up over words. He wasn't yelling fire in the movie theater. He was speaking his mind about what they're teaching his children, and he was attacked by the law enforcement officers. That just shocks me makes me sick. But maybe we will see no more of that now. Maybe we'll see a turnaround, at least in Virginia, of this critical race theory malarkey that they're teaching kids, and and, uh, maybe the sexual assaults in restrooms will stop once we have men's and women's or boys and girls, and that's it, restrooms, locker rooms, the whole nine yards. You don't get to pick today, oh, I want to wear a dress and I'm a girl. And you're still anatomically a male. And by the way, you can change your anatomy and you're still a male. God has not changed your DNA. A man hasn't figured out how to do that yet. Hormones only mask things. They don't change things. Now, you know, the COVID shots are changing something. We're not sure. We're not going to talk about those today. Isn't that nice? Uh, but we are going to talk about what we just did. Also, in a place where you never, in a million years, it didn't seem like it was going to happen. New York, or I'm sorry, New Jersey. New Jersey. Flip-flopped a governor. Isn't that awesome? And, you know, maybe it had something to do with the guy making statements like this. This is the guy on his way out, Phil Murphy. 15 congregants at a synagogue in New Jersey were arrested and charged. The Bill of Rights protects Americans' right to practice their religion as they see fit and to congregate together to assemble peacefully. By what authority did you nullify the Bill of Rights in issuing this order? That's above my pay grade, Tucker. So I wasn't uh, I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. I, Philip Dunton Murphy, do solemnly promise and swear that I will support the Constitution of the United States. So help me God. That's above my pay grade, Tucker. So I wasn't uh, I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. Isn't that something? He wasn't thinking about the Bill of Rights when he decided to tell the uh, Jews that they couldn't go to synagogue. Or the Christians that couldn't go to church. Or the people who want to go and work out at the Attilus Gym, they couldn't go and work out. Close down to businesses. Shut it all up. We're going to do like everybody else because we're a bunch of blue dog Democrats. 
They aren't blue dogs anymore. They're just blue. They're just idiots. And I never could, you know, I don't understand. You know, I sit and wonder, how is it that the Republicans decided to choose the color red? And the, you know, because you remember, you remember the old days is better red than dead. Well, that actually means something now. You know, but not in the communist sense. Red's always been communist inspired, I guess. And, you know, why the Republicans just, but, you know, that's, I don't know. I, d- I didn't look into that, and it's not a big deal. It just kind of makes me chuckle once in a while. <sighs> the Democrats are shaking a little bit. They're a little afraid now. Those demonic little weasels and their devastating ideas of how they're going to uh, ruin the country more and more of each day as it goes on. Oh my goodness. It just gets it is it is an interesting time that we live in. It really is. It really is. We're going to we're going to talk about that kind of thing and some other stuff that's kind of interesting and and I'm going to be shorter today than normal. I don't even know if I'll make a half an hour. I I didn't write a lot of notes. I just decided you know it's a it's a it's a bright sunny day today for for a change. You know, in reality and in the spiritual sense, it's a bright, sunny day. We're seeing some things flip-flop around. You know, I'm sure the people in California who want to live a life uh, that's free and and open wish that they'd have voted the right way a couple of weeks back when they could have ousted their idiot mayor, or I'm sorry, idiot governor, Gavin Newsom, and and had Larry Eldridge, uh, but they decided that he was a white supremacist, a uh, African American black man. Okay, how does how does that happen? Uh, he's a white supremacist. He is the black face of white supremacy. They say. What a bunch of you, can you make it up? And, and this this guy that ran and won, Glenn Youngkin. They sent some people to one of his, you know, rallies or, you know, whatever you want to call it, congregations, whatever they, you know, call that when a governor's running around town, stump, stump, uh, uh, appearances. They sent these guys down there holding torches. They're all dressed in, you know, white shirts and blue pants or something and, and hats on. And, and they were, uh, neo-nazis or whatever for yunkin is what they're going by or or white supremacist for yunkin it's some kind of you know basically the clan for yunkin and they had a picture taken and they made a big thing about it and mcculliffe made a big thing about it that's the uh, outgoing democrat one of the guys was black one of the guys standing there as a neo-nazi skinhead whatever he was a black fella. They were from what they call the Lincoln Project. Now, I don't know much about them except that they're Democrats. They're 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 liberals. They're far left leaning. I guess they weren't thinking when they did this one. <laughs> and you gotta give you know, thankfully they weren't because it makes it more fun when they aren't awake when they do the stupidest things. And expect us to just fall for it and say, "Oh yeah, look at these white supremacists and the black guys standing there with them." Oh my goodness, we we live in interesting times. 
Very interesting times. Fight effectively amid retaliation. That's Tom's acronym for fear. We are not fearful here at the... (sighs) Removing Confusion podcast. Forgot what I was going to say. We are not fearful... We, we go ahead and say what we have to say. We, we get the guests that we can when we can. We put them out there to everybody. I've only had one that they dinged me on and said that's inappropriate. That was when we did the uh, interview with Sherry Tenpenny, which is again back up. Uh, I put it up a few months back, and it's called Ask the Doctor. If I put her name in there, you get nailed, and it's just a straight half hour of her talking about the COVID stuff. <clears throat> but see, you know, we, we are facing all kinds of tyranny, medical tyranny, uh, political tyranny, which is being used, that medical stuff's being used big time in the political realm. Get the shot or lose your job, get the shot or die, blah, blah, blah. Get the shot, don't be a part of society. And I said I wasn't going to talk about that. We're not going deep. I'm just using some analogous stuff here. Uh, there's there's all kinds of tyranny that these people in power wish to have. They want that power. They want, but they don't just want the regular constitutional republic type power that we have been gifted with in our nation's constitution. No, they want much, much more. They want the power that comes from the the dark side of the evil. And then they point their finger back at the other guy and say, he's the evil one. Now, I will say there are some bad eggs on both sides of this one. There are. No doubt about it. But let me tell you something. When you vote, and this this is not to point a finger at anybody how they vote what or your spiritual uh, reality or your salvation in how you vote uh some people say i i, I can't vote at all because i don't really agree with everything that either one of them do and that's fine you don't have to we have a god-given right we have a, a law given right to vote and you know do it do it with a with a conscience that says, when I'm done, I can walk away and I feel clean. And I believe a lot of people did that yesterday. I believe a lot of people did that a year ago yesterday. But what happened was a different outcome. There was a nefarious bunch working in the background to usurp our rights. And they did a pretty stinking good job of it but i'm gonna say you know voting is when it's done correctly when it's done legally when it's done above board and there's always going to be some kind of fraud somewhere and it can happen on both sides don't don't let the republicans get away with oh we don't do anything ever no yeah well yeah everybody has their bad egg and bad apple as they say one bad apple spoil the whole bunch yeah but let me say this people spoke yesterday november the 2nd 2021 it should be a 
Uh, that should be our Lexington and Concord. You know what I mean? If you know your Revolutionary War history, is a shot heard round the world. This is the vote heard round the country. This is the people speaking loudly and saying, done with it. Even in the blue states, we can flip them red. Now, some people say Virginia's purple, which means they're, they're a little bit split down the middle, but uh, the experts say that's, that's not anymore. It's blue. It's, it's a Democrat state. But le- yesterday, it changed its mind. Folks, you did well. And you need a pat on the back for getting out the vote and doing what you did. Here in Ohio, we didn't vote for much. In my district, it was just, you know, (laughs) tax levies. Good luck with that one. (laughs) You raised my taxes too much already. I'm not going to give you a vote to do it again. Not my okay. We voted on our township trustees and stuff like that. Which, hey, you know what? They do a good job around my area. They keep the roads clear. You know, they do they do the best they can with what they have. But folks, good job. You spoke out in New Jersey and Virginia and you set the record straight. No more, they say. No more. Is it is our shot across the bow or the the uh, Lexington Concord or was it the uh, Boston Tea Party. I don't know. I, I'd say it was the it was the shot heard around the country when Glenn Youngkin specifically took out Terry McCullough. Who, who, I mean, Biden was out big time for him. I don't know how he stayed awake. Which, hey, let's have some fun, okay? Joe Biden. We're gonna segue right into Joe Biden. He he's such a climate guy. Everything he talks about, it's either get the shot or you know climate. The climate's just crumbling around us, and we're all going to die. What are we leaving? What kind of a legacy is there for our kids and our grandkids and our puppies? How can you do this? Get rid of your SUVs. Quit flying around on your airplanes. Get rid of that big truck that spews out all kinds of diesel. You need electric cars. You need to quit using propane and and natural gas and oil of any kind. Coal needs to be done away with in the United States so we can ship it to China. Yeah, that's right. You shut down the coal production for us. And give it to your buddies, probably at a cent on the pound or something. These people are evil. Joe Biden went to this climate deal, <laughs> and you know where I'm headed if you've watched the news at all. But I want to tell you something. It, 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 when he went, I think it was in Paris. Was it Paris? I don't know. Over there, it was in Europe. 85 cars in his motorcade. 85. This is a guy who's worried about the climate. And, you know, when we're talking big old Cadillacs that he's riding in and 
think there was two of those and 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 all the rest of these suvs those big ones they use excursions you know the big dogs or yukons or whatever uh those and then listen to me there if you own one god bless you I, I couldn't afford to drive one right now but if you own one you know what kind of gas mileage you get with your Yukon or your excursion, you're the biggest SUVs out there and, and your Cadillac, you know, you don't get great gas mileage. Uh, you know, you, you might even lie about it just to make people think, Oh no, I get better. Do you think, but no, we know I've got a little pickup truck. I'm only getting, you know, 25 mile a gallon, maybe, but those things aren't getting that. And here's the deal. Most of those are up armored. You know what that means? They're heavier. They have a heavier undercarriage to stop uh, possible IEDs on the road blowing up into the car. They have bullet resistant glass. They have armor in the doors and all. I mean, these things are, they're heavy. They're heavy now. They ain't getting maybe a five mile a gallon and he's running 85 of them. I can't even imagine you'd need that many people to go around with him. But anyway, he goes to the climate deal. He sits down. He's, he's sitting there. He's engaged. I mean, this is our president. He is ready. He really wants to see and hear. This is his ticket him and john Kerry have been just like they're they're sweating because they love the climate change thing they they're the the, the, the global warming is is their thing and and they're not going to miss a second of it but he fell asleep let's have some fun thou sleepy joe thou sleepy joe thou sleepy joe With the entire world watching, President Biden appeared to fall asleep during opening speeches at the International Climate Summit in Glasgow. The president wants to position the U.S. as a global leader on climate issues. But that may be hard to do if you can't even stay awake. Sean Hannity calls it an embarrassment. Watch. I know, you know, some people need to sleep. The president, President Trump, used to refer to him as Sleepy Joe. Oh, Sleepy Joe. But he needed an aide to walk over and wake him up. That's how bad it got. Brett Bear, what do you make of this? Listen, uh, some of those speeches are boring, but <laughs> if your nickname in the 2020 campaign was Sleepy Joe by your opponent. Oh, Sleepy Joe. If you have uh, criticism from Republicans about not, you know, being having all your steps, not being like... With it it for the entire time you're presenting something, um, I would think you'd be drinking a lot of Red Bull and um, and staying up through through the cameras. But, um, you know, the criticism will come uh, and clearly he's asleep there. There's no doubt about it. When um, that aide comes over, he's going over to wake him up. Wakey, 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 wakey. He fell asleep during the climate opening climate change speeches. <laughs> you know, you can't make this stuff up. It's just, it, it, it's, it's comedic. It's fun. You got, I feel sorry for this fellow though, in a way, 
But then I think about it and I'm like, no, no, I don't. Because he knew. He's got to know. Nobody, he's not that far out into the weeds and the woods to know that he's he has dropped a step. And, you know, I, I got to give Brett Bear a lot of credit for the way he handled that. He said, you know, he's being criticized for not, uh, you know, having all his uh, steps. <laughs> and he doesn't. You know, you can tell when you listen to him. He's He meanders. He gets lost. And, uh, and again, he's never been a smart, brilliant politician, spokesman, what's the statesman he's just been there scratching and clawing making deals with the devil and speaking of that we're going to wrap with one little thing here at the end i heard this now this is three years ago trump was sending MS-13 members, which are the worst of the worst when it comes to uh, gang members in the uh, in the world out there, uh, in the Latin Americans, they're they're from El Salvador. They're they're pretty bad folks. They like to take machetes and chop you up, kill you. I mean, I, I've known some from my past uh, employment here and there. They were the type that you did never let them get behind you uh and they they're 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 ruthless they they are ruthless and uh trump was sending them back he called them animals and nancy pelosi came along and had this little thing to say and we're gonna we're gonna end with some bible topical stuff but here's what nancy said we're all god's children there's a spark of divinity in every person on earth and so when the president of the united states says about undocumented immigrants these aren't people these are animals you have to wonder does he not believe in the spark of divinity the dignity and worth of every person every day that you think you've seen it all along comes another manifestation of why their policies are so inhumane. Well, let me address a couple of things here. A, number one, spark of divinity. That, from what I understand, is some uh, mystic Jewish thought that the... Uh, the uh, Hasidic Jews specifically and those, those that apply to that. And I'm, I'm not talking badly against them. All I'm saying is they have this idea that every man has the spark of God in them, that they are, you know, God's children and all this kind of thing. Now I'm going to read you some things. I want to, I want first, let me, so anyway, the spark, I don't believe in the spark of divinity either. I believe that, uh, Man is a creation of God. There's no doubt about that. The Bible's very plain. He created Adam and Eve. He created he and her in his own likeness. If you want to follow along with me for a bit, I'll make it quickly. I'll make it quickly. I'll make it quick. Genesis 5. Genesis 5. We're going to read from Genesis 5. 
couple of verses, and we're going to look at Romans. So if you want to stick a finger in Romans, around Romans 8, Romans 9, somewhere in there, you can ride along with me there too. Now, this is... This is, you know, just something to, you know, when you hear somebody say these things, and you may even hear from the pulpit, oh, we're all God's children. Well, uh, let's just nip that real quick. Yes, we were, we, we are fundamentally products of God's creation. His original form of creation was Adam and Eve. Okay, let's just read it and get it over with. This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made he him. So he made Adam, you know, in that day, in the likeness of God he made him. Male and female he created them and blessed them and called their name Adam in the day they were created. So there you go. He created man in his likeness the likeness of god now let's go down a few adam lived this is uh verse three adam lived in 130 years and he begat a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name seth what does that say very plainly god created adam in his image and then Adam fell. Adam is still a creation of Father God. There's no doubt about it. You and I are progeny of that creation. I'm not saying we aren't. But what I'm saying is the image kind of flipped in this next verse where it says that Seth was actually created in Adam's image, which means he didn't have the pure image that Adam had in the beginning because Adam was created in God's image. When Seth came along, he was created in Adam's image, which is a fallen man's image. Romans 8. See, this is just a little heads up. This is a five-minute. There's so much more that you can go into here and refute so much when people say, we're all children of God. If you're out there murdering, robbing, killing, slaughtering, and have no, you have, you've never thought about Christ, you're not a child of God, I can tell you right now. Romans 8, verse number 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received a spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby ye cry, Abba, Father. That's verses 14 and 15 both. Let's roll over one more chapter to 9. Romans 9 and verse number 8. That is, they which are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted for the seed. 
if you're living after the flesh, you, you again, you have no thoughts about Christ. You have no idea. You don't, I have no want to get saved. I don't want to be a part of the church. I don't want to be a part of Christendom or none of the things that goes with it, blah, 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 that goes on and on. You're not God's children in the sense that Nancy wants you to think you are, First John. First John 3. Oops, I had it and I lost it. First John 3, and then we'll end. Because I think I made a point. You know, just, just these are the things. When I hear these things, it, it, it hits me. It's like, no, you people don't know what you're talking about, especially some wrinkled up, dried up old Catholic who thinks she knows everything and can throw out these little, you know, oh, he's making fun of people who are children of God. No, we're not all children of God, Nancy Pelosi, not even close. We are God's creation. We are in Adam's fallen nature. And only Christ's blood can change that. 1 John 3 and 10. In this, the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. I don't need to go any further, do I, folks? Don't listen to politicians when they try to give you a theological lesson. Don't listen to politicians when they try to tell you what the Bible says. Seek out somebody who has a little bit of a clue. Look for, ask your pastor, and if he gives you the wrong answer, but the best place to go is God's Word. Look at that. In this, the children of God are manifest, that the children of the devil, whosoever doeth not righteousness, is not of God, period. Tom Richardson, removing confusion today, November the 3rd, 2021. Goodbye.